Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nia's podcast on adulting, feministing, and the universe. And it went like this. Okay, so I have no idea what this this episode is going to be about. So I'm just going to blabber on a bit and uh, see where we land. Hashtag designing. <laughs> Hashtag, I don't know what's going on. So around the corner, uh, we've got another lockdown coming in London. And, uh, well, basically the government went out and said that there's a new three-tier system. And now you might think that two means medium and one means low and three means high. But no, 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 no. That's not how we're doing it. That's not how we jam. (laughs) We do one is medium two is high and three is very high. <laughs> um, I know it sounds crazy, but it actually made me laugh when I read this. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense to me. And it's really confusing when I'm having conversations with my fiance, Kyle. Uh, so the difference between what we have right now and what, what the level two is going to be, which is something that we're going to go in very, very soon, or maybe by the time we, I actually publish this, uh, we might even be in it. And uh, basically, it means that we're not allowed to mix inside with another household. So everyone today is out mixing with other households. Just trying to get in the extra date with the friends right there. Just trying to see as much people as possible. Maybe this day will go down in history as the most infectious rate day um it's crazy but yeah it was a lot of people out and we actually went and just had coffee we just went and had coffee with our friend dear friend Alistair and uh yeah it was lovely we just squeezed it in there in between work so uh I kind of think it's a bit crazy that we can't see another household or uh, have like a a limited amount of people that we could see. I think that would have been a great system that was never really introduced here and that would have been great for mental health and all that kind of reasons. And I understand that businesses need to stay open, I do. But seriously, I don't understand whether it's really safer to go to a pub and a restaurant than it is in my own home. But that, them are the rules. So I'm just going to follow them and uh, we're going to follow them. And but you think, am I worried that we're going into another lockdown? Not not really, because I think a lot of people like myself have been yanked back and forth, up and down all across the summer. And uh, yes, we're tired of it, but we're also making it into a new normality and it's becoming more normal. So, no, I'm not really worried. And I've been working a lot on it and, you know, making time go and. Uh, doing things like this podcast hey (laughs) and uh, so I fill up my time with what I can so we're getting used to it the uncertainty and not knowing what the world has got for us in store next I feel though that we can only try to make the best of a real real shitty situation Ah, (laughs) it does make me mad though um I just had a conversation with Kyle, my fiancé. He's into politics and reads a lot of news. And uh, if you listen to this podcast before, you know I don't read it or read it very limited. Uh, and if you're new and you don't know what I'm, how I'm about, welcome. I welcome you. 
I am too empathic, empathic. I can't say this word. I am too empathic to read news because I basically take it all on board and yeah, it becomes a very personal thing. Um, let, do let me know. Are you an em empathic person uh, like me or do you have no problems at all reading news? Because if you are empathic as me, maybe you should cut some of it out. Just a suggestion, not telling what to do. Um, so like, for example, with the new tiered system, I was told that we were going into a higher alert. I didn't read it because I believe that my support network informs me when big stuff happens. Some people might think that is blissfully unaware. And yes, that is me. But from friends and family to badass networking group, her hustle that I'm part of, I don't need to know all the ups and downs. And they, some, I somehow I'll find out about the big things. But when I hear it's a political decisions and blah, 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 blah about like whether this is, you know, the right thing or not and like what we're doing and everything, I become a, I become absolutely mad. I get so angry, which is, you know, one of the reasons why I can't um, read too much of it because it just impacts my mood so much um, because I'm an idealist. And an idealist makes decisions based on morals and principles. Oh my god, I don't know where did I where did I learn this? I read it somewhere recently. Um, oh yeah, I remember it was this Swedish book, and I I should hold on. I actually think I found it on it's a Swedish book. Oh yeah, I I learned it from this uh, Swedish book that I was reading in Swedish. It's uh, oh shit. In Swedish, it's in Swedish. It's called. Wait, I'm just trying to read it. Egen mäktigt förfarande, en roman om kärlek, by Lena Andersson. Uh, Lena Andersson. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, so Lena Lena Andersson. Uh, she's written a book, and actually, when I googled it. Um, it does exist in English, and the English uh, title is "Willful, Willful Disregard," and uh, she won a prize for this uh, novel. And uh, basically, it's about uh, a poet and a writer uh, who gets madly in love with this artist, this painter, and she kind of like. Uh, abandons her moral principles because she's so madly in love with this person. I haven't finished it yet, but um, I've only got like 20, 30 pages left. In it, uh, there is lots of philosophical dilemmas and one stuck with me so much that I remembered it. Um, an idealist is someone who makes decisions based on principles and beliefs and maybe from a moral standpoint... But a consequentialist makes decisions based on the outcome. So the philosophical dilemma here is that the consequentialist can make seemingly immoral actions uh, and have a better outcome. Like what, you know, the term for the greater good comes from. Whilst an idealist acts from a good and a moral place, but the outcome might be severely worse. So I totally understand that I'm an idealist. 
And after reading this book, it made me realize that maybe it's not always the best course of action. Since you can act from the goodness of your heart, but make something worse. Because all I want to scream is, I hate politics and politicians. (laughs) And why can't I just care for people? (laughs) And what about people's health, physical and mental health? (laughs) When is enough enough? When do we stop catering to the big businesses and help the people? But once again, as an idealist who just have been enlightened, I also understand that the big businesses, they've created jobs. And they might import, export things that, the, that we need, uh, that maybe that helps the nation's BNP, and therefore pays a bunch of tax, pays for things like healthcare and such like that. But at the same time, the same companies get away with paying less than they should and is right because of clever clauses and lawyers and lawyers and accounts in the Cayman Islands. So at the same time, if the UK didn't allow that to some degree, the company might take the headquarters to a different city and not choose London and etc. So I get it. It's crazy, crazy complicated and messed up. And being a politician, you probably, you probably, you probably have to be a consequentialist. But oh, we love idealists. But maybe sometimes the idealist gets bored up or changed into a consequentialist because of the nature of the job. I get, I get it. I wasn't born under a rock. Sorry to you. If you are born under a rock, actually, I like being under the rock. Screw my own sentence and and that whole expression. I love the rock. I want to hide under the rock and stay there like a crab. Make it nice and homely. But that's what I talked about in last week's episode. And the challenge was to leave the warm and cozy rock. Duh. I get that this is a weird metaphor at this point. But leave the rock, leave the comfortable. So it's frustrating to know that being an idealist is great in theory and can lead to amazing things. But it's also frustrating that there are consequentialists that might think my way of thinking could be harmful. So which one are you? I would love to hear which one you are. And if you are a consequentialist, maybe we could chat about it because you'd be like an alien to me. I would pick your brain. And break. So my email address where you can find me, message me, whatever you want. Just talk to me, just saying hi. I like what you do. I don't like what you do. Or... I would like you to talk about this or whatever. The email address is and it went like this podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on all the social medias like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And my tag is and it went like this podcast. Let's just keep it simple, right, guys? (laughs) Have a nice day, guys. Peace out. 
So now going back into the looming lockdown or if you listen in the future, the current lockdown or even further in the future, the lockdown of the past uh, or maybe like lockdown two out of 500. I don't know. I said, I don't mind it. I said, I have a new perspective and I do. So why am I so tense? Do my subconscious worry more than I am aware of. I put a question to my therapist and this is what she said. Take everything as it comes. I know it's easy to get pulled into the what ifs. But you really want to take things as they come. Long, deep breaths. Stretch, run or generally just do joyful movements. It's a wait and see approach at the moment. Thank you, therapist Justine. I just read on a blog on psychology today. I'll, I will post a link and any other links that is in this section. The title was, Is Your Subconscious Making You Anxious? Although the whole article wasn't what I was looking for, there was an interesting fact that I had to double check with other sources so I could give you an actual fact. Uh, but different researchers, different things, but they're... This is what it is. Your brain processes 200 billion bits of information every second. 200 billion bits of information per second. But we are only aware of 2,000 of them. Like, this is, I think this is crazy it's a crazy crazy amount of information that your brain my brain processes without us without us even knowing that's a huge responsibility that the subconscious have to sort through what's useful to us now and later and how our body or mind is going to act or react i think i think of it like this like self-confidence and self-esteem Two things that are more familiar with us. Self-confidence is what's on the outside to the world and people around you. And self-esteem is what's going on in your mind and how you think and talk to yourself. Like I think that the conscious and the subconscious are the next level of that stuff. Conscious is what you're aware of and subconscious not. <laughs> Duh. I probably overcomplicated this a bit. Um, but I quickly talked to Kyle about this. And he pointed out that he's he's been subconsciously probably worried about all the above. And that's why he's been a bit short and snappy with me. Maybe we both had less patience and had like a couple of tiffs in the last 24 hours. And that this might be the cause, but we're not actually completely aware of it. So to recap, my mood is great, my positive perspective is great, but I'm achy from all the tension that's in my body. I'm literally so much in pain. Mine and Kyle's patient is lower than usual because probably underlying anxiety manifesting in a subconscious way, making us both look like idiots and assholes to each other, but actually are just two little scared people of the loom and doom of the current state of the world. So, 
So I believe if you're in this place too, it's important to recognize these signs, identify them as quickly as possible. And it's only done with self-awareness, self-awareness and knowing yourself. And that, that takes a lot of work. Recognize this and then treat yourself. And I don't mean treat yourself like the cosmetic and beauty industry wants you to treat yourself. I talked about it before and it's worth mentioning again. Treat yourself to some self-care. And with self-care, I don't mean a bubble bath and a face mask. Although, you know, that's super nice too. It might not actually be self-care that you need. Self-care is individual and learning what your body and your mind needs is essential. It can be everything from doing the dishes to making a home-cooked meal and eating it, a date with a friend or a massage. It can also be something like stopping and taking some breaths and do nothing at all. Listen to what your body needs and get intuitive with what it's telling you. Know that you don't need to pay for relaxing things and experiences. All you need is yourself. Cut the distractions and focus on you. All summer, I'd make a cup of chamomile tea, eat some of my favourite chocolate and watch a comedy. However, sometimes it's the opposite of what you're used to doing that's working. Like a month ago, I started to go for a run whenever I felt frustrated or unhappy Sometimes the dopamine kicks in, but sometimes it was just relaxing to do something that was opposite of what I've been doing. Also, such a lovely way to motivate running, like doing it when you're unhappy. <laughs> so no need for motivation to spark the need, huh? No, but seriously, it worked a few times. It doesn't work every time and not everyone is going to need a run. I'm not always going to need a run. Not every time. Once again, sometimes it's about recognizing you don't need to do anything. So how to end this week's podcast? Well, I've got some exciting things happening. At some point, we will have a person telling the story about their body. And today I'm talking to a person and we will do a joint thing. Fingers crossed for it. It will be my first collaboration and I am excited and terrified at the same time. <laughs> but <laughs> I am challenging myself to do it and I'm telling you so that you can hold me accountable to it. And to clarify, I have never met this person ever in my life. But it's a fellow podcaster and it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. So keep challenging yourself and get self-aware. And think of one thing that you think is self-care for you. And please share. Peace out. So, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And it went like this podcast. Podcast. I hope you enjoy my talk today. Please write me. Please let me know your stories. Please, please. Everything was recorded and produced and edited by yours truly, Linnea Kempe. That's me. You can find my email address, and it went like this podcast at gmail.com. 
And on social media, my tag is, and it went like this podcast. Because, you know, let's keep it simple.